This is our people and Mother Earth on KWSO. The Warm Springs Veterans Memorial Project began several years ago but has yet to become a reality. Rain Circle is the new veteran services officer. He talks about what he knows about the project. Coming into the Veterans Memorial Project, I understand this project has been around at least in idea since the 1960s. It gained a lot of speed in the 1990s, but then slowed down quite a bit in the early 2000s, I'm assuming because of the uh, global war on terror or other issues. But also in the last decade, it gained a lot of speed, but then slowed way back down again due to um, the pandemic. Right. So I know that there has been a lot of construction done. For example, down at the museum, they have put in basically the foundation or the base area for the memorial, which if you drive down there and and, uh, look across the road, across the highway from the casino, you will see a large mound. In there, it's got some of the infrastructure for the memorial, like the uh, propane tank and some water lines that were going to be part of the display. Um, But yeah, the, the foundation for the Veterans Memorial for Warm Springs has been started. Now we're at a point where we just want to finish things up, and that's where the Warm Springs community, um, that's where I'm asking for help with volunteers to get that done. I have quite a few people um, in the community that are willing to help with vehicles, equipment, moving stuff. I got a lot of volunteers, uh, people that have called uh, or come to my office with the interest of actually just the moving of dirt and um, helping out because they care so much about their veterans and the veterans' history. I know that over the years there has been a lot of interest in pushing the project forward with the local veterans who, um, such as Sid Miller and uh, Kirby Heath and people that belong to the VFW, the American Legion, the Ladies Auxiliary. Um, So there has been a lot of just independent interest and motivation to make sure this memorial happens. They, they collected the money, um, found resources for funding, um, and also found people that were interested in helping move the project forward and lobbying for it. Um, now, with the monies that were collected, I know that uh, that's what helped build the, the uh, current foundation that is down at the museum. And I know that there was some selling of bricks, which would be, which those are still for sale, right? And we still have that process going. Um, And they are bricks that you can purchase for your veteran um, to memorialize them. They'll have your name and everything. But by all means, come down to my office over at the uh, Family Resource Center, right, between 11 and 2 or on the weekends on Saturday. I'm also there from 8 until uh, 4 on Saturdays, um, depending on how busy things get. And um, anyway, that's another way that helps fund the project, right? But uh, we also need just basically people, the people to come in and actually help. Once we get all these things collected, for example, the past um, groups of uh, volunteers and veterans who have moved this project forward. They've collected the flagpoles that will be part of the memorial. I know that those are on hand and ready to um, erect. Uh, Also, some of the uh, branch specific, which means like the Army emblem, the Marine Corps emblem, so on and so forth, Navy and Air Force, those have been collected and are standing by ready to put onto the basalt or the wall or, um, you know, the the memorial itself, the actual concrete mortar engineered portion of this memorial. Um, So that's what I know we have on hand currently. And also I have uh, quite a substantial amount of money um, sitting here ready to be spent on contracts for the engineers to design this stuff and the masons and the more very critical aspects of putting 
rocks together to make sure they don't fall on people, that aspect. Um, and that's where we're hoping that the community can come out and just do the shoveling with the rest of us because that would help reduce costs quite a bit. Warm Springs Veteran Services Officer Rain Circle talks about elements to be included in the memorial. What we have currently as the design for our Veterans Memorial in Warm Springs is roughly, if you can imagine looking from above as if you were floating over the monument, right? Half of the monument would be a semicircle rock wall, right? And the center would have an eternal flame that is, um, the, the, the line for this propane uh, that will light the eternal flame has already been installed. And that would be at the center, the center of a large round medicine wheel made out out of uh, concrete as a pathway. And on the same side as the half circle rock wall, there would be a series of flags, the national um, colors being the center, tribal, and so on, and as well as all the branch flags. Um, branch flags, what that means is Army, Navy, Marine, Air Force, they are the branches of the military. So you'd have them um, recognized in on the their flags on the flagpole. And then you would also have the emblems for every single branch on that wall as well. Um, but accompanying that and um, our accenting that on the opposite side of the circle um, would be like a half circle of basalt rock. Um, and if you're not familiar with basalt rock, it's like if you go down to Credit Enterprise and look at the front of their building, that's what we're talking about. Basically, what rings warm springs, the like the if you've I don't know if you've ever been up there walking around, but they're basically large rock columns that are very, very heavy. And um, that's where the engineers come in because they need to design stuff that can keep these things standing up and not falling down. Right. So um, you'll have a circle and a medicine wheel, and then you have a, a smaller one on the inside, which is a memorial, and that's elevated above the ground by about um, six to eight feet, I believe. What will be on the columns is one of those things that the Veterans Committee is – that we're trying to reform. We're trying to reform that Veterans Committee because through the pandemic, we lost some members, right, due to um, death as well as it just broke everything apart. So we got to reform this committee to then create – all get the rules back together and make sure everything's put together on where do the names go? Are they going to go on the basalt? Are they going to go on a plaque? You know, because um, one of the other things about uh, bringing the Veterans Committee back together and getting all the uh, local and even distance veterans, I'm not at all opposed to that. I mean, we have the technology to reach out, zoom in and otherwise get virtual committee members that can meet. And that would really I think it would be significant in bringing the Confederated Tribes into the 21st century as well as the veterans, right? Um, because a lot of us, myself included from time to time, have an issue with technology. But it's the 21st century and we have the infrastructure for it, so we should be utilizing that. Um, but back to the committee. Getting the committee to agree on um, the standards of where the names will go, how they will be placed. Uh, some of the committee members have uh, – or uh, not committee members, but some of the veterans I've talked to, uh, they have different ideas. For example, I've heard this idea from some veterans where they want a combat-specific memorial versus a peacetime. And it's like, okay, if the committee decides on that, fine. You know, I've heard concerns about, okay, we've got bad conduct discharge soldiers and then good conduct discharge soldiers. All of them memorialized, but separate. it's like, the committee needs to decide these things. Also, how does one get their name on the wall? For example... I have an uncle, right? He's been here forever. He's been 
integral in our community, but he's not a tribal member, but he did help create four tribal members, and he was in the Army. I believe that those community members absolutely should be on the memorial, but that's once again, the Veterans Committee needs to get together and decide these things, right? We are definitely looking for veteran input and, and of course, community input about how do we memorialize our veterans, right? There are some people who've talked about, uh, for example, when it comes to the history of our veterans, right, from the uh, peace treaty that we signed with the Americans in 1855, because that was due to conflict. That was conflict between indigenous peoples and the colonists coming in. And the treaty was a peace treaty to stop the conflict. So now you have with a peace treaty, that means we have veterans of a conflict, all right? And then we had scouts go from this reservation to fight in the wars out in the east. And that also produced more veterans that are now here. So how do we represent them the best? And um, there are some people in the community that would like to have separate conflict-type memorialization from the Indian Wars all the way to present wars. There were some that would like to have them. And this is a, I mean, just, I like this idea the best, but once again, it's up to the committee and um, with community input on what do we agree on. But I like the idea of the foundation of our early veterans in the 1800s being on a memorial either at the top or at the bottom and then every name chronologically coming after that because to me, um, being branch-specific, identified Army veteran isn't as important to me as being identified as a Native American veteran in a long line of history with Marines and Army and Air Force and Warm Spring Scouts and, you know, the Modoc, Snake Wars, Indians, veterans, right, and the the uh, all the people that came before me, I like the idea that I'm one name and a long list of veterans of people who, regardless of how we started out and our, our, our um, relationship with our country, we overlooked that and we came together to fight in successive conflicts um, for the United States of America. And in World War One, we weren't even citizens of this country, and yet we still fought for this country. And that's that's significant, right? That's important to remember. Um, but I'm just one person, and I we really need the Veterans Committee and the uh, commu local community to give us some things that they want us to do for them for the memorial. Our goal for completion is July 4th of this year in 2023. The ceremony, um, we're hoping to meet that goal, and the ceremony, we're hoping to be encompassing the entire community. And when it comes to commemorating it in some kind of uh, remembrance or memorialization for the families, I have a local veteran um, who he has a, a, a program where when you dispose of a, of a American flag, right, there's a ceremony that goes along with it and some respect. But one he, thing he is doing is he is taking the stars off the flag and presenting them to people, right? So that would be something where we could, um, for example, uh, I know that duck feathers, they um, are used a lot because they look like little miniature eagle feathers. But if you could take the star from uh, an American flag, and attach something that is culturally significant to us or representative of us. And that could be something that we could present to attendees um, to this uh, memorialization because it would be wonderful. You know, you get your star from the state and then 
it could be in medallion form. It could be in a hair tie form. Um, there's just a myriad of ways, and that would really be a way that the Native American takes something and makes it theirs. Um, I think that might be something if uh, um, that I'm thinking about it right now. I literally just thought of combining those here. Um, I'll see what I can do about maybe getting some uh, some people together and fund that. But the hard part would be getting flags that have been flown over offices throughout the state. The idea of how a vetting process or a confirming who was a veteran and who was not a veteran or what type, you know, all those things, those are very important that you have a consensus on them, right? Because the Vietnam veteran for sure and through today, right, the Vietnam era veteran and the modern veteran, it's very easy to determine whether or not they are um, had served in the United States military because they have a form called the DD-214. It's a document that proves that you were in the military, right? And it gives you a character, just a lot of great information. But the Vietnam veteran to today, we have that, and it's easy to prove or disprove our um, you know, our involvement in the military. And it's important to have that paperwork because recently I have had, you know, somebody come up to me with a falsified DD-214 looking for benefits, which it's illegal if a person begins to receive monetary compensation for veterans' benefits or even if um, somebody says, hey, I'm a veteran. Um, I'm collecting food for veterans. That is a monetary collection. So it's important that, you know, this vetting process happens because if it doesn't, that takes our memorial to the point of almost being meaningless. If anybody can get their name on there just because, like, oh, I was I was in the military, and there's nobody to corroborate that, or some way pictorial evidence, for example, the World War One vet through the World War Two. World War Two has paperwork out there, but the World War One vet would be a really hard one because pictorial evidence, some kind of documentation, some kind of citation or award. Like, for example, my great um, uncle Joe Estabrook, he was a doughboy in World War I. And the way I know that is because I used to stare at his picture for every time I went to um, my great aunt Ruth's house. Um, I never met the man, but I saw this picture of him in his outfit or his uniform. And that's that's one way to prove somebody's, you know, um, uh, enlistment or whatever. Uh, but anyway, yes, the, the vetting process is important because that's what gives the, the memorial its, its weight, its provenance, its, its importance, right? Um, and when you just start adding names because you feel like it, that, that destroys the whole spirit behind it because the, a memorial is more of a feeling, right, than it is um, – the mortar and the rocks it's built out of. You know, um, it, it holds an energy that you become part of. A few years back, fundraiser bricks were sold for the memorial. The record of bricks sold for veterans and uh, by veteran families um, for their veteran for the memorial. Um, I know that we have a record of that and I have all that out, listed out in the budget. I, I have um, a list on the budget of what has come in, what has gone out, what's been spent, and um, how much I have remaining. And I know that dollar value of uh, donations for bricks is there. The list of who has bought a brick, um, I believe uh, somebody else that I work with in the Veterans Memorial Project has that list on them. I just haven't gotten it myself yet. Um, but I know that there is a list of who has donated with the brick program as well as um, the dollar value. It's all sitting in the same fund right now. The bricks being incorporated in the project are a wonderful idea. 
right? The landscaping, on the other hand, is something that I have talked about, one, to reduce costs, but also to better reflect us as a community. And what I mean by that is grass is really expensive, okay? And with our water situation, I personally feel like we could transition to like a natural landscaping situation. And I've talked to um, some people in natural resources about like the uh, the seed mix for that aspect of landscaping, a little bit more natural foliage in the surrounding area, um, and uh, as well as uh, making a rock garden versus putting in grass. Because that's thousands of dollars of, you know, effort in grooming and landscaping that could be put better somewhere else, right? Also, um, with going back to the bricks, how they would be incorporated could also be dictated by changing the design a little bit. Because if we change the design a little bit, it will be more cost effective. And if we move in a different direction, it could be more representative of the community. But this is, once again, what the committee and the community, that input, right, is needed for that. I I like those ideas, but it's not up to me. I'm not the only person working on this project. Warm Springs Veterans Services Officer Rain Circle has taken on the task of completing the long-planned Veterans Memorial He hopes to hold a grand opening on the 4th of July. There's been a lot of interest uh, in volunteering and helping, right? I've had quite a few people either call me. I saw some – I met some people down at the – it all started with the community meeting that uh, um, we held down at the um, community center at the beginning of February. And – I got a lot of positive feedback as well as a lot of positive um, and some great ideas. Like, for example, I got some ideas about incorporating our uh, high school students, right, out of like the JRTC or possibly taking some of the volunteer time that a high school student can work towards college with. Um, even work study. Work study could be another aspect of it to get um, a younger group involved because – In the long run, they're the ones that are going to live with this memorial the longest. And I know that from personal experience, having helped build the uh, Early Childhood Education Center, the current IHS, as well as the museum at Warm Springs, it is incredibly satisfying to drive by those all the time and know how much you were a part of making that happen, right? And that's what helps build pride in community, right, Um, and integrity and, you know, the feeling of home, right? Um, Because if you're just driving through a place – and you're not connected to it. Uh, But if you literally help build the place, that that creates that sense of community. And um, we wanted to have a Veterans Committee meeting or reforming the Veterans Committee meeting at the um, Senior Center, right, Um, and have a dinner and a meeting and then, of course, have successive meetings to get community input. And that's been put back a little bit only because I wasn't I wasn't really told on how long it takes to fund something. And so I set a date, submitted the paperwork, thinking I had enough time. But it turns out it takes a lot longer than it needs to take, you know. So that should happen. I'm hopefully within the next um, couple of weeks. We need that committee reformed and we need to start getting community input on what they would like to see. Be listening for details about when and where that meeting will be held. Rain Circle says the foundation for the memorial is already in place on the grounds of the museum at Warm Springs. We have an MOU or a, a memorandum of understanding with the museum at Warm Springs about the memorial being located on its grounds. And 
That does have to be revisited, though, because it's been so long. It's an older MOU. Um, so we definitely have to revisit it because I know there's probably been some change in interest and command and you know leadership um, to get us back on the same page again, right, and make sure that we're all kind of moving towards the same direction. Um, and because I'm an artist and I'm a veteran, right, and I know that those two groups – don't always think alike. So when you have stuff like a curator of a museum, somebody who's been, you know, and, um, gone to school, they understand art, that, you know, art is what we strive to be or how we see ourselves. They, they take a very philosophical approach to life. It's hard to get them to, I mean, and it's hard for me as a soldier sometimes to communicate like that because if it's a nail, I hit it. And that's my brain as an army dude is, if I can't move it, we're going to blow it up. And that's how we approach a lot of things. Everything in our life is a nail and we're the hammer. But that isn't how life works, right? So we do. We have to get back together with the museum and uh, talk to them again and make sure that we're all moving in the same direction. Anyone interested in getting involved with the Veterans Memorial can contact Rain Circle. His office is located in the Family Resource Center, which is the old clinic. His office hours are Monday through Friday, 11.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 a.m. till 4 p.m. I'm Sue Matters reporting for Our People and Mother Earth on 91.9 FM KWSO.